0: You're listening to the Emerging As Me podcast with me, your host, Caitlin Cox, a show to encourage and uplift you. With my personal stories and impactful guest interviews, as we work through the hard stuff together, we will empower one another to persevere through all of life's challenges. We'll cover it all from marriage and motherhood, living in rural communities, loss and hardship, and how to keep faith alive while finding hope in your everyday life. The journey of life, as I have learned, isn't always a direct path to success and happiness. I'm traveling down life's winding roads, learning to navigate as I go, always growing and emerging with new perspectives and understanding. I'm constantly emerging as me through all of the things that life throws my way. So join me on this journey as we choose to emerge as better versions of ourselves every day. Let's get into it, y'all. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad that you're here listening today. This is my very first podcast episode of Emerging As Me. My name is Caitlin Cox, and I am your host. I hope that you find something in today's episode that speaks to you in some way. So I guess I'm going to start with just a little bit about me so you know who you're listening to. So I live in South Carolina. We are in the northeastern part of the state. We are about an hour from the coast, and maybe four to eight hours depending on which part of the mountains that you go to but we are um, the mountain range is the Appalachian Mountains that we're the closest to so I love where I live I feel like we have the best of both worlds the only thing is we have all the humidity here and mosquitoes so bring your bug spray (laughs) We are currently getting ready to harvest corn. So, yeah, my husband, Ace, that's his name, Ace, he is a farmer. We grow row crops and we're poultry producers. So, he is about to start combining. He'll be headed to the field tomorrow cut cook corn we start and it is august the 14th right now so all the farmers kind of in our area usually start a lot sooner than people other places in the country so if y'all are in that same boat i'm with you i know how it is to be a farm wife and have littles and be doing like the parenting thing kind of by yourself it can be a little a little stressful so I'm here for all of y'all. I know I know what you're going through. <laughs> so we have two boys. My oldest, his name is Cade. He is three. And then we have a one-year-old little boy. His name is Ashley Keith. Ashley was my maiden name. And I had decided when I was pregnant that I was going to name my child Ashley, whether it was a boy or a girl. So we went with Keith for his middle name. That was my father-in-law's middle name. And he is our wild one. He is proving the second child story. You know how the second child is always the the wildest child. He's proving that theory (laughs) every day. So I am a hairstylist by trade. I have been doing hair for 12 years now. Most recently, I taught cosmetology at a local community college, and it was a great experience. I grew a lot in that position. I'm really glad that I did that. But through that experience over the past year, I have kind of evolved as a person. I feel like I have done a lot of personal growth, personal development, Looking at myself and my life, and how I want my everyday to look, and how I want to be able to spend my time. I want to be able to spend my time with my family and the people who mean the most to me. So, back in the spring, I decided to pivot, and I left that job at the community college and came back to work behind the chair as a stylist part time. And I am pursuing some other dreams like this, like hosting a podcast, and also at the same time being able to give more of my time and attention to my boys. That was something that really weighed really, really heavy on me when I was working at the college. We were up at seven thirty, leaving the house seven or seven thirty every morning, leaving and then getting home. It was six o'clock and Ace, my husband being a farmer, wasn't home. Um, And sometimes, I mean, you know how it is. If you are from a rural community or an agriculture background, the farmers are usually out working until dark or later. And then we have chicken houses. That's a whole nother, nother thing. It's like he, if he does get home at 6, he's got to go back out at 8 to check on them. So, yeah it was really, really hard. And I found myself really struggling through that season. I felt guilty as a mama. I felt like I was not being the best mama I could be for my boys. And then at the same time, from a professional point of view, I felt like I could not give that job all the attention that I needed to give it. And it was a very busy, high stress job. So I ultimately in March, decided I I went to a retreat in March, and it was like a giant therapy session, (laughs) which was exactly what I needed. I needed to sit down and make some decisions on what I wanted to do with my life and where I wanted to go. So that's what happened. I came back from that retreat and told my coworker and my boss that I would be leaving at the end of the semester. And whew, it was, I made it. I got to May 12th was my last day. And like I said, I don't regret ever working there. I think that was a great job. I love the people I work with. I love my students. And I took so much from that experience. And it truly helped me grow and become a better person. I'm just so thankful for the opportunity that I had to work there and to meet the people that I did and the lives that were brought into my life was really, it was, it's a blessing. I I have connections with students and my coworkers that I know will always be there. So not to get so mushy on y'all right from the get go. (laughs) So let's get back to what I really want to talk about today. That was my little, a little bit about me and you'll hear more, uh, more details to come in future episodes, different things I'll be sharing. So today what I want to talk about is imposter syndrome. So with this being the first episode, imposter syndrome is hitting pretty hard right about now. Um, (laughs) so this is actually the second time I have recorded this, the first time I recorded this I didn't even have my microphone turned on. (laughs) I sat here for like 30 minutes talking and did not even realize the microphone was off. So there's that for you to, you know, give you some confidence in, you know, your very first podcast episode. Uh, But I'm going to laugh about it and just chalk it up to being a beginner. So one thing I like to do when I am... Learning about things, or I'm like trying to use words to convey a message or to talk about things. I like to look up definitions because I feel like it just clarifies what we're talking about. So I Googled imposter syndrome, and this is what Google told me it is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high performing in external objective ways. This condition often results in people feeling like a fraud or a phony and doubting their abilities. That was a big old mouthful, wasn't it? (laughs) So the thing about imposter syndrome, a lot of times we're so focused and anxious about doubting ourselves and our own abilities that we overlook the fact that almost everyone else is is fighting their very own version of the exact same battle. Everybody goes through imposter syndrome. Each and every person has a different scenario, different things, different aspects, different experiences, but we all go through it, whether it be in our personal lives, in our social lives, in our professional lives. I mean, it's there. Imposter syndrome is everywhere. So, everybody has their own scenario. For me right now, my anxiety is kind of at a 10. (laughs) So, here I am, little old me, recording a podcast. Who do I think I am? That's what is going through my head. It's been running through my head nonstop for like two months. Ever since I like pulled the trigger and decided to really do this and put my money where my mouth is. It has really been going through my mind non-stop. So I'll be driving down the road, taking the kids to school or, you know, wherever we go. And all of a sudden, like my brain just like blanks out. And it's like, who do you think you are? You're h- going to host a podcast. Who do you think you are? You are from middle of nowhere. Country bumpkin. Nobody cares what you have to say. That's what goes through my head, y'all. And. I have to shut it down. I have to stop it because I know it's just bullshit. You've got to shut it out. You just got to shut it down. If you let those thoughts control you and just if you let them get a foothold, it'll keep you from doing anything that you want to do. You might as well just hang it up and not do anything and be miserable if you let those thoughts stop you. So I have to remember who I am when those thoughts start Running through my mind. I gotta stop myself and say, Caitlin, remember who you are. I have to tell myself, I am capable of doing hard things. I'm capable of doing uncomfortable things. And most importantly, I am capable of doing new things. And that, my friends, can feel very, very scary sometimes. (laughs) New is scary. One thing that I've learned in life about growth is that it's not always fun. It's not usually pretty or comfortable. So one thing about growth, I always think of, you know, how you're little and especially Cade. He's three now. So we're going through. He has some growing pains sometimes. And I can remember being a little girl and like my legs hurting and my mama and daddy telling me, oh, it's okay, baby. It's just growing pains. So just think of it that way. When you're going through something, you know you're growing. It's uncomfortable. If you're in a place of where everything's just great all the time or just kind of blah, you know, nothing really happening, you don't have any I mean, maybe that's a sign that you're you're not growing. And I myself believe that we should always be learning and growing and evolving and changing and becoming better. I feel like if you don't, then you're just, I mean, what are you doing? You're you're only given so much time here to do what you want to do. So go do it. Anyways, back to growth. It's not fun, pretty, it's not comfortable, it can be miserable sometimes, it can be painful. It can be just flat out hard. We all face trials and hardships through life and it sucks, but just remember when you're in the middle of all the things, all the the suck, just remember that you're not alone. You're not alone. Everybody is going through something or has gone through something. You are not alone in the way you feel. Don't alienate yourself because you're just gonna make it harder on yourself. Okay, back to imposter syndrome. Isn't it possible that imposter syndrome could just be an emotion or a side effect of growth. So how we talked about how growth usually feels uncomfortable. It hurts a little bit. Imposter syndrome plays right into that aspect of growth. So I'm just going to go with imposter syndrome is a side effect of growth. When I frame it in that way, it helps me process the anxiety that I'm feeling In a way that helps me move past it a little bit easier or maybe a little bit quicker. So then I'm not just sitting in that spiral of just anxiety and fear and, you know, sitting there marinating it. It helps me move out of it. This is just me growing. This is just a feeling. I can move past this. It's like saying, oh, okay, this is uncomfortable. But I'm growing from this experience and I'm not going to die and the listeners cannot eat me. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. You heard me right. They can't eat me. I've used this line so much, (laughs) especially when I'm exposing myself to new groups of people or doing like a job interview, lots of different things. So for example, I went to that retreat that I mentioned earlier back in March and I walked in, it was a group of 15 women, all of us, and I didn't know a soul, y'all. Like, I'm telling you, I booked this thing one night, like at midnight when I couldn't sleep. I live in South Carolina, and I got on a plane right by myself and went to Missouri and stayed in a house full of strangers. (laughs) But I did it. I was scared. I was uncomfortable. I was nervous, but I did it. Because I knew that I would grow through that experience. And I knew that something had to give the way I was living my life at the time. And the the job and the the hustle and the bustle and the, the crazy hamster wheel of life. Like I had to do something. Even if it was a little bit scary. I had to make a change. I had to do something. So just tell yourself when you're faced with a circumstance or an experience that feels scary and uncomfortable they can't eat me. I'm gonna be okay. (laughs) It's a little bit humorous and it helps lighten my heart a little bit. So that's just something I always, always tell myself. I mean, because really, what are we so scared of? Here's a quote for you. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He said it. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. I'm sure everybody's heard that quote. I mean, it's can't even remember how long I've been hearing that quote since elementary school but it's the truth we don't have anything to be scared of except for being scared right so what the hell is fear what is fear even what is it really what is fear so here's another definition for you guys (laughs) fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous Likely to cause pain or a threat. So let's break this back down. The definition of fear fear is an emotion. It's an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous. So fear comes from, it's an emotion that comes from a belief that we have. So what are you telling yourself? Where's your belief coming from? Your belief of being scared. Who's telling you to be scared, to feel that way? Who's telling you to feel that way? Look around at what you're consuming. Is it your social media? Is it what you're watching, the shows you're watching, the people around you, your family, your friends? All these things can control the way we believe life should look or what we fear, what we, you know, people's expectations. That's a whole nother, whole nother episode, people's expectations and how we should deal with that. But the key takeaway for me is that fear is an emotion. It's not a real thing that can jump out of the closet and get you. (laughs) It is an emotion. It's not the booger man hiding under the bed. (laughs) It is an emotion. So that's another thing you can keep in your tool belt and pull out when you start feeling uncomfortable and scared and that imposter syndrome creeps up on you. Just remember that what I'm feeling, this anxiety and this fear, it's not real. It's a lie. It's not real. Fear is an emotion that comes from a belief. It's not something that can eat you. (laughs) So some people can go their whole lives Letting fear control everything that they do. I can say that I myself have been guilty of letting fear manipulate and control me a little bit here and there in my life. One scenario that comes to mind is when my father-in-law passed away. He passed away suddenly from a heart attack in 2016. His death when he died was extremely life-changing for my husband and my mother-in-law myself our whole family it was just completely just like somebody pulling the rug right out from under you my husband and my father-in-law worked together every day they farmed together every day they were close they had their arguments their fair share of arguments but they were close they're extremely close And I was close to him as well. I I loved my father-in-law. And we didn't have children at the time. That's one thing that that always makes me sad is that he never got to see our boys. But going through that experience, losing him so suddenly, um, and we didn't expect it. He hadn't been, like, extremely sick or anything. He had his health issues. But, I mean, all in all, he was doing well. So, with that happening so suddenly, we we got through it, but I did not realize the effect that it, it had on me in the way that I make decisions or made decisions. So something that came from that experience that I, I later realized what I was doing, I was letting fear get in my head. So I started making decisions with the question in the back of my mind, asking, what if something happens to Ace? What am I going to do? What am I going to do if we get 10 or 20 years down the road from now and Ace, something happens to my husband and I'm all alone? And then after I had our children, it was like an even bigger stress on that whole question. Like, I have two boys. I've got to provide for them if something happens to my husband. I've got to have a game plan. I've got to have a backup. Like, I can't rely on a man. I I mean, that's very much what was in my head. I was making decisions and choices from a place of fear. And over and over in my head was the scenario of what if, what if, what if. And one thing that I, I realized back in March at the retreat that I went to was I am living, literally living on like, what if such and such happens? Like, that's what I'm making decisions on. Not the fact that we have two beautiful boys right now. I was ignoring the the way life is right now and instead focusing on things that may not ever even happen. So It forced me to take a a look, a good, long, hard look at my life and the decisions, choices, and how I wanted to live my life. I realized by taking that long, hard look at how I wanted to live my life that what I was doing was not healthy. Don't be like me. And spend your time making decisions from a place of fear. Because let me tell you, since I have changed the way that I choose to move forward or make decisions for myself, my career, my family, I feel a lot better, y'all. I feel like the weight of the world is off of my shoulders. And I've just had to remember, like I said earlier, remember who you are. Remember that you're a child of God and that where you go, God is going to provide. I had forgotten that in the stress of every day. So remember, it's not healthy. It's not healthy to make decisions from a place of fear. What I believe is that fear that's placed in our minds and what's driving you to to make these decisions. And then on the other hand, from those choices that you're making from the place of fear Is creating more stress and chaos in our lives. That is the devil, y'all. That's the devil. Don't let the devil call the shots for your life. You live the life that you were meant to live. So, imposter syndrome and fear, they're all one and the same, is what I've come to discover. Don't let imposter syndrome and fear hold you back and keep you from. The life that you are meant to live. Three things I'm going to leave y'all with. Three things that I have found help me when I'm in these these moments of letting fear control me or scare me or letting imposter syndrome grab a hold of me. Like when I was driving down the road and that came up in my head. You know, what are you doing? Who are you to host a podcast? When that goes through my mind, this is what I've been doing. So first thing say a prayer. It doesn't have to be extra or fancy. Or It can be spoken. It can be silent. It can be a whisper. It can be as simple as just saying, God, please give me courage. Help me overcome this fear. Just help me take the next step. It doesn't have to be fancy, y'all. God hears you. Second thing I like to find a verse that speaks to me. So if you're familiar with your Bible, you may have verses that you that are like your go-to verses. I have a journal where I write down verses that just, I feel like, speak to me in any given time because I love to go back and flip through and look at all the verses that I've written in there. Or, you know, Google's a great resource. <laughs> you can just, if you're feeling some type of emotion, so Google fear. Look up like uncomfortable. I mean, just different words and verses about fear. So I've got a verse for y'all today and it is about fear. So I'm going to read it for you. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you and God whose word I praise and God I trust and am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And that is from Psalms 56 verse three and four. And what I love about the end of this, it says, what can mere mortals do to me? And that just makes me go back to the the phrase that I tell myself, they can't eat me. (laughs) And just remember to put your trust in God. Trust God. He's going to lead you to where you need to be. And then the third thing that I do. Remember to breathe, take a breath. We can get so worked up and so anxious and just so full of tension that we forget to just be still and take a breath. Just take a breath. Our bodies need oxygen to run. So breathing is good for you. Take some deep (laughs) breaths. And then the last thing, you know, I've been saying it the whole time. Just tell yourself when you're scared or feeling like you're, you know, a little out of your league, just say, I mean, you're going to learn from it and they can't eat you. <laughs> you're going to live. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I hope that you got something out of today and I hope that you resonated with this message in some way, shape or form. I feel like it, imposter syndrome and fear are two things that everybody, everybody faces it. We may pretend to not go through it, but we all go through it. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're the most famous celebrity in the world or if you're just little old me in small town America, we're all facing these same emotions. So just remember you're not in it alone and they can't eat you. (laughs) We'll see y'all next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Emerging as Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot and share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and touch more lives. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, you can find and follow me on Instagram. Talk with y'all later.